Hey, who, what's up, Anchor? I am going to try and do this while... Oh, shoot. You know what? Okay, so picking up where I dramatically left off. I had to put my garbage out. But I'm going to try and do this episode while driving to work. No worries. I got my hands on tin two at the wheel. Making sure my garage door is closed. And I had to make sure that I put out the trash. Because when you forget to put out the trash, guys, you don't know where to put any of your trash and your garbage. And it just piles up in your garage, and then the garage starts smelling funky. So, anyway, another day of stress, I guess, for the moment... I will be ranting about my yearbook and journalism, teaching. It's so much more than some people want to believe. Um, So I had a parent-teacher conference, and I was able to talk to some parents. And, you know, typically it's never the parents that you really need to talk to. Um, It's always like the really good kids that want to just introduce their parents to me, which is great. I mean, that's how I'm going to build up my parent booster, my journal advanced, how, how, how did I call it? It's going to be like an advanced journalism booster club or whatever. Kind of like how like band, the high school band has boosters that help every Friday night or like football boosters, whatever. I'm actually going to try and develop like a booster for my program, which would be amazing. Um, but I did have some students who came in that I really needed to talk to. And unfortunately, they weren't necessarily the ones that I really, really needed to talk to. But nevertheless, they were still failing my class. And, you know, I don't know if these parents understand me or if they they hear me, but they just don't care. Or, like, their kids, like, talked them into that. Like, their kid talks them in to not caring about what they're doing in the class or, you know, whatever. Um... And it's like nothing changes at all. Uh, I know I have one kid who would just like lay down and fall asleep on my counter in my class. And, you know, to be completely honest, it's probably my fault because I probably didn't say that you're not allowed to do that. Or because I just let it happen when I see it. But it's kind of like you have to understand that already into like the, the school year, it's like so hard to just divert your attention to like the one or two bad kids in the class for the sake of, you know, just doing that or, you know, unless they're like completely beating up on somebody and you need to intervene somehow. But anyway, so the yearbook is almost done. Literally, it's almost done. I just need to go through it one more time. We're finishing up some pictures here and there. Um, we see I shot softball yesterday, which was cool, but time consuming and cold. Uh, waiting on senior pictures to be flowed, waiting on staff and faculty to be flowed. Um, once I get all those pages done, I'll be able to have a better idea uh, of what is left. I know I've pulled off some people from soccer because even though soccer is still going on, my book is due on the 24th of March, and I think like their last game is literally the day before or the day of the yearbook needing to be submitted for final uh for the final deadline 
So instead of playing it, by, you know, close to the chest, what I'm going to do is just I'm pulling. I've pulled everybody off. We already have all the pictures. We have like 1,700 pictures, and which is a ridiculous amount. And we're gonna go ahead and just wrap up their season on the seventh. So that gives me a week to double check everything to make sure everything is there. Um, I think some of the most challenging pages to do in the yearbook are probably drama is usually one of them. Sometimes if a sport is split into three different groups, so like there's freshmen, sophomore, I mean freshmen, JV and varsity, it's really hard to figure out like how to like spread people on that. So I think for a tactic next year, what I plan on doing with my head photographer is to go ahead and just get two people to shoot everything. So if they can, sh if two people can go in, they can go in, they can cover the first 30 minutes, uh, well, yeah, 30 minutes of varsity. They can then just walk on over to the next gym and they shoot JV and then they wrap up that evening uh, shooting freshmen. So I think that's a tactic that I'm going to use because for some reason, you know, we just, we missed some pictures and we have to bite the bullet and roll with the punches on that one. What else is hard? Girls golf is hard because most of their tournaments are out there. Okay. So they're definitely outside of school, but they are always all day. And so one, sometimes it falls on a day where I can't get out until like maybe two. And that's already when their tournament is over. And then three, they don't even have a bus <clears throat> that they use to like bus the kids back and forth. Like I think it's the coach who drives them, which to my knowledge is not allowed but then again, I'm not allowed to like take my students to like tournaments or matches um, when they need to cover it. So it's a really strange uh, dichotomy we have going on there. So we're going to need to figure that one out. So girls golf is usually pretty hard. Boys golf, not so much because boys golf actually does fall in on a time where I can actually leave school and go over there to the course for a little bit with somebody. So that's okay. Uh, what else is pretty much a challenge? See, boys, girls, drama. Well, sometimes drama. They have like a million plays and we try and cover like the big ones, but then they turn around and then they're just like, well, we want all of them to be in the yearbook and it's just impossible. So, I, and then another big challenge for yearbooks for, for people who uh, end up going into journalism and then becoming a journalism teacher and taking care of a publication you get like these these coaches and you get these people who are like, well, I, I like it, but I can't have this person on it, this and this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, do you really understand that one, I'm limited by how many pictures my photographers take at a game. Now, granted the minimum is 500. Now, whether those 500 are usable or not, that's debatable. The second thing is that it's incredibly hard for me to figure out when your student is going to, or when your athlete is going to, you know, mess up their life and become ineligible. And then they end up playing like half the semester and then they drop out or they quit or they get mad and then they quit or they start something and then they quit. And it's just like, well, what happens if I have like these really five good pictures of that one kid who caused problems and then you just don't want them in there. So it's just, it's a back and forth. So yearbook is crazy. Um, I've always been more of a newspaper person just because I think that it's a lot more flexible 
not necessarily in timeline or in deadline, but it's more flexible in the respect that you can literally pick and choose the stories that you want. Now, that seems like a great idea, right? On paper. But then when you finally get into the class and we start roundtabling it up and we talk about everything, the one major thing that I get from everybody is that there's nothing to write about. Absolutely nothing. And I just sit there and like my eye twitches and then that really weird vein that's in your forehead, it like throbs. Like it doesn't even come all the way out, it just pulsates and then it hides back, like somewhere back in my brain. And I'm just like, what? It's like you woke up, there's like six billion people in this on this earth, a million different countries and states and cities and principalities and uh all sorts of places and you have this thing called Google and the internet and you're still going to tell me that there's absolutely nothing to write about. So that's a huge challenge there if you want to become a newspaper advisor is that you're going to get that a lot, um, that there's nothing to write about. So then what ends up happening is that I legitimately become the bad guy in this entire scheme and I assign the stories to them. I pick the stories that I feel are interesting, that need to be reported on, or that just need to be in the paper because it's school news. And then they just sit there and stare at their story and it's just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> or it's not a matter of them wanting to do it, they just do it horribly. And so, again, it kind of goes back to the whole thing about, you know, the aspect of being able to teach and then the aspect of being able to teach and then manage a publication because on one end, you use the first, for me, and I mean, if there's any teachers out there on Anchor, you please call in or leave me a message and tell me that I'm wrong. But like my first semester is dedicated to teaching how to do everything. And most of the time, those people that are with me in the first semester, they, you know, they trickle over into the second semester as well because I like keeping them there because that's how I build my staff. Um, but what ends up happening is that I'll lose half of them or um, I'll get like a million new kids in the class my second semester um, who you know may or may not even want to be there to begin with because who knows why they just get dumped in my class. Um, I need to figure out that algorithm because that algorithm needs to change. Um, <clears throat> and so what ends up happening is that I will do like a very fast recap of what we did in the first semester, uh, inverted pyramid, uh, feature styled writing, uh, don't use but, don't use and, uh, transitional words, things like that. And then, of course, interviewing. And so I'll do that really quick. The people who are with me the first semester, they catch on again. I was like, okay, I, I remember this now, blah, blah, blah. And then it's the other people who are just like, they are lost. And it's just like my class is 100 miles an hour out the gate. And um, it's just so embarrassing when I get back because... I copy edit it. I copy edit their stories and then I have another teacher copy edit their stories just so that I can have, you know, some coverage. And what ends up happening is like I look at these papers and I'm just like, oh my God, I have three seniors in my class who don't know how to interview somebody. I've repeatedly told them, don't put your interview into the story. For example, like, so I talked to Joe Blow today and this is what he said. Uh, okay. It's like, I'm more than positive you've read a magazine and you know that that is not how magazines read. And then 
Uh, what else? They don't know simple sentences. They put their interviews in their story, and then what else do they do? And it's really, really, like, it irks me to no end. Um, oh, I can't think. Can't think, can't think, can't think. Um, they'll put, or they'll, they'll talk way just the two conversationally. So, for an example, what can, what can I use? So, you know, teachers at the end of the day are teachers, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just really weird how these kids, like, they'll, they repeatedly repeat. And you know what? I have to admit, I was the same way in high school when it was like, if I didn't understand something, I never, like, opened my mouth to ask a question. It's the same thing. These kids just don't like asking questions. So, I must not be taking showers properly or enough baths to uh, cover up the stench. So, anyway, I just pulled in. I'm sorry for the rant, but, you know, I needed to talk to somebody. Anyway, I just pulled into the parking lot. I'm here at school. So everyone out there on Fiverr, have a great day. And I will catch you later. Peace.